Did you know that you can help us produce new seasons of our podcasts and audio series? At Studio Chenta, we just launched a new series of audiobooks based on our podcasts, and they're currently for sale. There are many titles available from romantic comedy to horror, true crime, communication and linguistics, food and lifestyle, migration stories, and much, much more. Available in Spanish, English, Italian, and French. Check out our full catalog at ochentestudio.com slash audiobooks. And find the titles on apps like Libro.fm, Apple Books, Google Play, Storytel, BookBeat, and on your favorite audiobook app. Thank you so much for supporting our work. When we talk about travel, we talk about the beautiful places we went to, the people we met, and the things we bought as souvenirs. But we never really stop to think about what happens behind the scenes. But that's about to change. Because travel is about seeing the world differently, and this podcast is going to show you how. Hi, I'm Kiona, and this is the How Not to Travel podcast. Today, we're going to talk about where you stay when you travel and what it really means to live like a local. Let's get into it. You've decided to go to Barcelona for the holidays and are looking for a place to stay. You're on a low budget, so you open your favorite vacation rental app. Here's the deal. Since they arrived on the travel scene, these vacation rental apps have changed the makeup of cities around the world in a lot of ways. For example, when you scroll through their apps or pages, you'll see a lot of the same. So everyone is on that same platform. They're all looking at the same spaces and they're all kind of wanting the same aesthetics over time. Uh, and as more and more people use them, Uh, the, the kind of algorithm of the platform gets better and better at only highlighting the spaces with this particular aesthetic. That's tech and design journalist Kyle Cheka, and he has a name for this kind of minimalist washing. It's called airspace. The, the aesthetic of airspace that I noticed was this kind of generic minimalist style. There's a lot of mid-century modern furniture, so stuff like Eames chairs. There's a lot of reclaimed wood uh, that might be left over from, you know, a factory or an old house turned into tables. There's often big, wide windows, so the spaces get a lot of natural light. Uh, there's often white walls and a kind of clean, clean aesthetics. A lot of it comes from Airbnb but it also exists in other parts of the tourism world because it's so easy and familiar for travelers. You've probably noticed it too. You can go from airport to local coffee shop to restaurant to bar to your rental and have them all look the same, no matter what city you're in. The same Edison light bulbs, repurposed wood tables, and oh, so much avocado toast. Once you know what it looks like, you'll find airspace is pretty much everywhere. And I think that gives this image that like, you should feel really conveniently at home that you don't need to have a very different experience. To me, there's less friction in this whole process. And that includes, you know, you don't have to pass through as many places. You don't have to be uncomfortable if you don't want to. If we learned anything from our episode on managing expectations, it's that these spaces make it really easy for travelers to feel comfortable because they never have to confront, accept, or exchange with local cultures which can lead to ethnocentric mindsets. But hey, we get it. Some people need to get from point A to point B easily without encountering the beautiful chaos that is humanity. 
It's why this aesthetic is so popular with tech and business people. But the thing is, if you're traveling and your purpose is to discover a new place, and you're only traveling in these spaces, well, you're taking the ethnocentrist dream vacay. What's more, it probably won't surprise you that this erasure of local cultures and identities for a cleaner, more neutral, minimalist design excludes certain travelers. Airspace is not a neutral space. Like it, it gets presented as neutral or it might feel neutral to a particular kind of traveler. Uh, but it's actually really tailored to a certain class and demographic of people. So that's like the wealthier white Western traveler. And that person can totally feel comfortable in Tokyo or Barcelona or Berlin or New York or L.A., Uh, but someone who does not fit that demographic is not going to have the same kind of frictionless experience. The, the platforms don't work the same for everyone. Remember our episode on travel privilege? Not everyone has the same access everywhere, like the traveler rejected for their identity on a platform like Airbnb. But those same travelers could also benefit from other privileges, like accessibility to travel in the first place. And though short-term rental apps and the like have limited access to certain kinds of travelers, they've also opened up access to more communities by making travel more affordable overall. At least for the traveler, there are both pros and cons. But what about the locals? With more rentals come more travelers. So what does that mean for local living? Hawaii, for example, thrives on tourism. But vacation rentals are changing local life. 70% of vacation rentals are owned by people who don't live in Hawaii. And 74% rent them out full time. It's so bad that it is contributing to a housing shortage. This has exacerbated the homeless problem for Kanaka Maoli, the indigenous peoples of Hawaii, and Hawaiian locals who have the highest rates of homelessness per capita in the United States. The industry is growing by 30% a year. And so the people most affected are renters. We are one of the most heavily proportionally renter states in the U.S. And so if you have landlords that can make over three times more renting out their unit to a tourist, there is a huge incentive to displace locals or to not even bother renting um, to us. That's Kara Jabolin-Quellis, executive director of the Hawaii State Commission, as an activist, she supports research around renters' rights and short-term rentals. She says that when left unchecked, short-term rentals can do a lot of damage to local populations. Well, when you're commodifying like really the most private spaces, when you're commodifying neighborhoods, you are stripping them of their human essence and their humanity and the vibrancy that they once had. And what Kara's talking about is very real. Short-term rentals, at least when they started, revolutionized travel. Like low-cost flights, low-budget rentals like the ones in Hawaii actually made travel accessible for both traveler and host. By making it cheaper to stay somewhere and by giving hosts additional income they themselves could use for things like travel. But that all changed when landlords and homebuyers started buying up entire properties to rent them short-term. And that kind of rental system may make travel easier for tourists, but it disproportionately affects locals. We've had a lot of residents complain, especially like for my office, single moms who are now living with friends because they were effectively booted out 
of their residence to make way for a vacation rental. And Hawaii isn't the only travel destination affected. If we look at Barcelona, agencies and landlords have done the same thing as in Hawaii. And the effects have been so extreme that in some neighborhoods, the number of local residents have dropped by half. But there's hope for locals living in tourist cities like this. Barcelona has stopped issuing rental licenses. And Hawaii passed a law regulating the same practices that transformed Barcelona from Spanish getaway to a city of tourists. So what can we do as travelers? There are still ways you can live like a local. There are millions of consumers who prefer this mode of travel. There are still hosts out there still sharing their homes, still greeting people, talking to them, and giving local tips. But sifting through the thousands of listings in a city isn't just as simple as finding the most authentic looking place, when we as travelers don't even really know what that means. My advice? Do some research and ask questions before you go. Traveling is more than just packing a suitcase and redoing things the exact way you've always done them in a new place. It's about discovery, meeting new people, and learning a few things along the way. That's why, as you get ready to go on your next journey and you're looking for a place to stay, send a message to your prospective hosts beforehand. Ask them how long they've been living in the area. Check their profiles to see if they mention anything about themselves. And if you don't have the means to book a hotel, or accommodations that aren't year-round short-term rentals, like the kind that are affecting local communities, then Cara has a recommendation for you. I mean, you can certainly rent out a room in a home, right? Because, you know, there's less of a chance that you're displacing somebody if that person is living in that home. And if you do, think about other changes you can make. Here's Kyle's recommendation. Yeah, I think if you're a traveler who's looking for authenticity, maybe you have to try a little harder now. It's really easy to get stuck in the roots of these digital platforms, especially, you know, booking sites. And they tend to drive you toward the same kinds of experiences over and over again. If you do want to get outside of the kind of technology travel bubble, you really have to do it on your own. And, you know, don't just take the easiest route and get out of the the cool neighborhood of the city and find something different. So remember what you are opting into when you choose listings that have been designed for tourists. Don't forget that being human is chaos and color and a little bit of quirkiness. Choose the homes that reflect that. And if you're not interested in authentic experiences, for the love of travel, just book a hotel. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted and researched by me, Dr. Kiona. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez, and the music was done by Gabriel Damaso. Art was done by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at How Not to Travel Pod and at How Not to Travel Like a Basic Bitch. And for more shows from the rest of the team at Studio Ochenta, check out ochentastudio.com. Thank you, thank you for staying on Past the Credits. Welcome to Dr. Kiki's shoutout section. This is the part where we reward you with some dope educators that I've learned from along the way. A huge shout out to Phil Walkie, who has a show where he stays with real locals and discusses what he's learned, as well as Net and Zen, who have a local tour company and do local homestays in Sri Lanka. And that's a wrap. See you right back here in two weeks.